We live in pretty crazy times. And I'm not talking about a virus. I'm talking about a modern global economy that is shifting all around us. An expanding government that is printing money and unemployment numbers that have not been seen in modern history. But what does this mean for us? I see it as an opportunity, a calling to solve the problems around us. It is my philosophy that in life, we always have a choice. You can stay down or get back up. But when you choose to get back up, you're choosing the path less traveled. The path where failure and growth are required and progression is the only outcome. Look, I'm no expert and I'm definitely not your guru, but join me as I learn what it takes to be a change maker, a leader, a visionary, an entrepreneur. My name is Ryan Peterson and welcome to Entrepreneurial Secrets. Hey everyone, welcome back to Entrepreneurial Secrets uh, Radio. We are super excited to have Catherine Jones with us today. Catherine, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, just doing great. Honestly, super happy to be here again with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you uh, on the podcast. I, you know, I've been following your journey for a little bit for probably, you know, a year or so now. I believe, to be honest with you, it was uh, when you did your joint venture with Spencer Meekum uh, okay. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah, when I really started to understand who you were, I'd heard a little bit about CF Design School and things like that, but, uh, but I'm so excited to have you on the, the show. Uh, for any of you who don't know who Catherine Jones is, go to cfdesignschool.com, watch the webinar. It is amazing. Probably the best webinar I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> and uh, like kudos to you and your, who are your video team. It, it's amazing. So, but it also gives a, a really great understanding of, I think the power of design. And so mm. uh, everyone go watch it right now. At, well, after this episode, because you're not going to want to miss this. Amazing. Um, Catherine, I, I, I could spend forever talking about, you know, kind of your history and where you came from, because I think it is so powerful for people to understand that. And that's why I'm trying to get them to, to go to CF design school and, and really.com and learn about that. But I want to go a little deeper because I know design has played a huge role in uh, your business and your life, especially the last you know, number of years where you've really uh, kind of niched out a place in the market for yourself there. Mm-hmm. And, but design seems to be more of a spiritual thing for you and the CF, uh, you know, the design hackers out mm. there. So can you go into a little bit more of how design has become more of a, I mean, maybe I'm using the wrong term when I say spiritual, but more of a uh, way of life for the design totally. hackers? Totally. Um, yeah, this question is so fun. One of the most, one of the, um, one of the things that I get so excited about, like jazzed out of my mind is, is actually this concept of design hacking. And I know that might sound like a really nerdy thing to do to be like, Oh my gosh, like I believe in internet marketing, but like I literally do. And the reason, or or this vehicle, like, is that, is it like, is that weird to say that you're obsessed with what you've made? And maybe it is, but the reason why it is so cool. And I think why we've been able to acquire this like tribe of like evangelist followers is because of what design hacking actually means. So design hacking, literally all it means is to present stories that convert. So with this like game of CF design school, right. And funnels, like, we just got really good at presenting stories that convert mm-hmm. through funnels. And 
what's so interesting, if we break down these words, like presenting stories that convert. A story is just an exchange of information. It could be an offer. It could be anything. Whatever an exchange of information is. And to convert literally means to change from one form to another, right? So how do we present stories that convert through a funnel that will transform somebody from a visitor, a website visitor to a buyer, from a buyer to a hyper buyer, from a hyper buyer to this like evangelist for your brand. And what's so cool is that not only do we play this game of presenting stories that convert outwardly in marketing across funnels and video and podcasts and stage and copy. But we also play that game when it comes to presenting stories that convert to ourselves. And I think that's probably where this way of life um, uh, 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 question comes from. Because one of the, one of the things that I think is most interesting is that frameworks without alignment, it doesn't matter. And I, I literally know that personally because b- before I started making money, I was actually a really smart marketer, which you're like, that doesn't make sense because you weren't making money. But no, I actually knew so much and yeah. I had taken all courses and I would get so frustrated because I'm like taking these courses and I'm seeing people who again cried, but I'm just like, you are not as smart as me. I'm smarter than you. And you're making so much more money than me. Like, I don't know if you've ever had that moment where you're like, what is wrong? Like, what is wrong with me? And oh, what yeah. I realized is that if there is not an alignment of marketing tactics and principles it with it with with this sense of alignment right who am i who am i and what do i believe about myself and what i can build and then couple that with um daily practices you're dead in the water you can know all the marketing things in the world but if you're if you're messed up in the head right you're you're doomed and so when we talk about design hacking and presenting stories that convert one of the major components we talk about is not only outwardly how do we get people to pay us money and become part of our following but how do we literally present stories to ourselves that we actually believe that will transform us from where we are in this stage of our life to where we want to be, whatever that looks like. And yeah. one of the things that we really prescribe to as design hackers is we believe that there are five areas of stewardship that we have in our lives. Um, awareness, like a sense of self. Second one is worship. So our relationship with a higher power. The third one is anatomy with our bodies. The next one is kin. So what's our relationship with our partner, our posterity. And then the final one is enterprise. Like who are we as a CEO? What does this look like? And this process of telling and presenting stories that convert, all we're trying to do across those five stewardships is align our actions with true stories. Not, not stories that don't serve us, like, oh, I'm scared or I'm insecure. I don't know if I could do this. Or, oh, everybody's watching me. I'm going to mess up, right? But, like, what is the actual story that you want to be true? And can you align your actions with that to get you to what you really want? And so it becomes this daily practice where not only are you learning the actual marketing strategies that will take your product or service or move it out to the world, but you're equipping yourself to have the power and the boldness to become the person that actually can go a massive follower of millions or actually can go a massive bank account of millions. Um, But this marriage of marketing tactics with actual alignment, that's the beauty of what design hacking could do in telling stories that convert outward and inward as well. Wow. I, I mean, I love how you're talking about, you know, the, the different things that you need to have aligned in order to, to have that success because uh, the outward and inward needs to, needs to come together. Yes. Uh, I, I too often, just like you mentioned, I sit here and I'm like, man, I've been studying marketing and trying to apply it in, in everyday things in my business and whatever for a while. And I see other people and I'm like, oh, I, it's pride, you know, but you're like, I totally 
do that. Like I'd do that better than that person. Mm-hmm. And, and you look over here and like, I, I could probably do that better than that person. And again, pride, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, but you think it and, but you, you know, you fall flat so many times, time and time again. And I think you're right. I think you hit it really well. It, you're, you're not taking this, the inward and outward and kind of marrying them together to really, uh, find that success, you know, and I love how you have incorporated that into the design world and really created a tribe or a, a following of people that, uh, can, you know, understand the principles that they need to that lead to success. So mm-hmm. that, that is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, do you think, uh, when you see people come into your world, into the design hacking world, what mm-hmm. is some of the biggest, uh, like roadblocks that they initially have or, or mindset shifts that they need to have in order to become a design hacker? Totally. Okay. This is such a good question. Um, because more often, like, and again, I can, I can, uh, like testify to this firsthand and it's almost annoying. Like I, like if somebody would have told me this two years ago, I'd have been like, you're bugging me actually. Like you're, this is a stupid answer and maybe a little hippie. Right. But like, if I go back, if I literally open my Stripe account, right. And that you can watch, you can like literally see where there's spikes where it's like, Oh, something happened there. Like so, she figured something out there. And then all of a sudden I was like, uh, Oh, she figures it out there. Oh, a breakthrough, breakthrough. And again, what is an, it's, it's annoying. Right. And, it, but when you look at what's happening at each of those spikes at the genesis of each of those spikes was, um, was the marriage between, uh, marketing framework. And I finally got clear on myself who I was. And I can literally be like, I remember what I figured out about myself to have the courage to then make that action. Or I remember what I finally decided to let go of when it came to who I believed myself to be that gave me the courage to actually go have that conversation. And it was always this like alignment of framework with, um, with actual what's happening inside that allowed me to, to do that. And so when I come in and people come in and they're like, Oh, they're hitting the ceiling or whatever the case. And I was like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. Honestly, the biggest roadblock is the fact that they don't know how to actually change their story. Mm-hmm. They don't know how, and they've been living in this rut or this story. And no wonder they hit a ceiling because there's only so far you can go with a story that isn't true. There's yeah. only so far, right? Whether it is like, Oh, I can't do this or I'll never be as successful as them. Or even like, I'm better than them. I should, I should have this, right? Like sometimes even that story doesn't serve us. And so one thing that we do inside the design hacker world across these five stewardships, we call it like um, being awake. So awareness, worship, anatomy, can enterprise, A-W-A-K-E. So wake up, awake. And what we do every single day is we analyze what's the current story. So what's the current story when it comes to how I'm feeling about my body, anatomy, right? What's the current story? Then you think, then you, um, you write it down Then you say, okay, well, what do I actually want? What do I want to be true? And if that current story and what you want don't align, you're dead in the water, right? It's like, it's like you're busy, but it's not actually getting you toward what you want. So then where the power comes from is looking at what you want and then crafting a new story where you're like, what would have, what story would have to be true for me to get what I want? Like what would actually have to be true? And then once you get that like desired, we call it a desired slash required story. It's like, it's what you want, but it's also what's required if you want to get what you want. But oftentimes like if the story about your body is right, where it's like, ugh, like I I, I don't, I'm embarrassed of what my body looks like. I don't feel comfortable, right? And what I want is to feel confident in my skin. 
then the desired required story probably has to be somewhere in the realm of I curate my body every single day to expand in capacity. Like that has to be true. If I want to feel comfortable in my skin, then I need to know that I, every single day I'm working on this. So you can say this story all day long where it's like, I expand my capacity to my body. And you're like, okay, you're dumb. And you're just manifesting to the mirror while eating Oreos. You know what I mean? It's like, this is not going to help. So one of the most powerful things, and I think this is where a lot of people make it harder than it has to be, is you think, okay, so how do I make that new story true? How do I actually make it true? And the craziest part is that, again, in the, we, we try to overcomplicate this, but in reality, if you want to make a story true, all you have to do is live it. All you have to do is live it. So we take this new story, right? Where it's like, hey, I curate my body every single day to expand in capacity. What we do is we make a checklist of what are actions that I can take in the next five minutes that would make that story true. Yeah. In the next five minutes and boom, boom, boom. And when you start to do this every single day, it's this recalibration, right? Of what's the story in my head? What do I want? What am I actually, what's the actual story? And am I going to live it? And you start to do this recalibration every single day where you're actually living the true story or the story that you want that will align you with what you get. Also, you start to take actions. And you start to make moves that this current story where it's like, I'm insecure. I'm stuck in my body, blah, blah, blah. I'm too afraid. And again, played at the enterprise CEO level, right? Where it's like, I'm not not big enough. I probably couldn't, I shouldn't reach out to them. Like, who am I to do this? Right? Like when you start to let go of those things, which in reality aren't true, they're Mm -hmm. not serving you. Right. When you start to let go of those things and you start to make decisions based on stories that actually are true and stories that will actually get you the results that you want then what's going to happen? We start presenting stories that will convert, that will change us from one form to another because all of a sudden we're starting to live it and take actions that literally change us from who we were five minutes ago with this story that wasn't serving us to where we want to be now. And so it's just this constant recalibration of living in your truth and living with these things. So that these genius marketing principles, you actually have the courage to do them or you actually make the moves to make it happen, or you actually pitch the deal or make the offer, 2X the amount of offers that you're doing. But again, when you're able to present stories that convert to other people and present stories that convert to yourself and you have those things aligned, holy smokes. That's when it goes from this like tiny incremental change to all of a sudden you're like, wait, who is that person? Where'd they come from? Who are they? And I think you've probably noticed like Alex S. Elliott, if you remember her, very similar. All of a sudden she just like came on the scene. Like it was like, yep. who, where, who, who is she? Where does she yep. come from? She's yep. everywhere. Well, haven't she made these monumental moves? And when you can align again, uh, presenting stories that convert outward with presenting stories that convert inward, <laughs> these massive moves um, that again, like the whole purpose of it, like when you can do that, you are the undeniable number one go-to expert in your niche. Yeah. Undeniable. Yep. And you can present these stories that people latch onto and that you believe yourself. That is so good. I I can't tell you how often I, you know, I have a desired required, as as you put it, a thing that I want. And I have to realize that if I desire this, it does require, you know, certain actions and different self-talk, you know, I mean, how I look at myself in the mirror, how I, how I view my abilities Mm -hmm. and my ability, not just my current abilities, but I think my ability to learn a new, a new skill really changes the outcome of, of my business, of my life, you know, and I've really seen that in the last, you know, two or three years in my own life. And 
I'm sure, you know, you've said you've seen the same the last couple of years as well. Oh, yeah. And I think the thing that's amazing um, is that we don't even realize how quickly we slip back into old stories. Like, mm-hmm. how quickly. Like, um, an example from, from more recently is I just did this big event with Myron Golden and yeah. this other woman named Teresa. And we launched this, like, $15,000 program on the back end and blah, blah. So we're planning this before. And you have Myron Golden, who his whole thing is selling from stage. And you have Teresa, who she's, she's created a billion-dollar sales team, right? And they ask me to pitch. They ask me to pitch. And, like, I'm not – I'm, like, I'll do it. But, like, in my mind, I'm, like, I, I probably wouldn't have picked me. But sure, like I'll do it. I'm not the obvious choice. I'm not the obvious choice, but if you guys want me to do it, I'll I'll do it. I'll do my best. So we go, we go into this thing and I'm pitching this thing and you can see in the comments that it's working. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And I'm like doing the math in my head, like 15K, 30K, 45, 100, 150, like all these things. Like I'm doing the math. So it's like, I can see that it's working. Like I have factual evidence in my face that it's working, right? But because we're selling a $15,000 program and it's over a Zoom call, people have questions. So like, we had planned for me to go X amount of time, but I ended up going an hour over, right? Wow. Which kind of screwed up our schedule. But mm-hmm. I get off the call. So we finished the pitch and then we broke for lunch for like 30 minutes or something. So we break. And again, like, I'm like, oh, like, I guess I went an hour over, but like, no, he's going to be mad. I just, I just made us a couple hundred thousand dollars. No, he's going to be mad, right? Like, it's fine. <laughs> and, um, but all of a sudden I go and we had this boxer group. And so I go to check the boxer just to like, honestly, like, in hindsight, I think I was looking for validation, right? Where I was like, oh, good job, Catherine, like blah, blah. But the last boxer that came through was, oh, shoot, Catherine's going super long. This is totally screwing up our schedule. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. And immediately, right? Like immediately I slip into this story of everybody hates me. I did a terrible job. They're never going to invite me back. I'm, I I felt small. I'm shrinking. Like I'm an idiot. Like I should have just ended when they said the time was ending and like, blah, blah, blah. And, and and again, I'm like spiraling for like three or four months where I'm like, I'm super anxious. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I messed up. Like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I also think like that, I think I'm, uh, that's my nature a little bit to be like a little bit anxious. So I'm like slipping. And it's a story that I work on all the time to be like, can you just be chill? Right. Like it's okay. (laughs) But I'm spinning, 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 spinning. And also I I realized that that's the story. And that is not a story that I want. So I literally take out my phone and I write current story. And I go through this whole process, current story. And it's like, current story. And Myron and Teresa are mad at me because I went over on time and I screwed up the schedule, right? Yeah. That's what, that was my thing. They're mad at me. They're totally mad at me, right? Well, what do I want, right? I want them to know that even if whatever the case happened, like I did my very best. I do my best. I want them to not be mad at me and I want them to know I did my best. And then I'm open to feedback, but like I gave it my all, right? Like I just need everybody to be on the page of like, listen, that was my best. And if you have feedback, I'm happy for it. But like, that was my best. So like, please don't be that way. So it's like, okay, desired required story. What does that mean? Right. That means that the story that I need to be believed to be true is like, I, Catherine Jones performed to the best of my abilities, but I'm grateful for feedback to always improve that opportunity. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I took a second to like center myself on that. Or I was like, do I really like, did I do my best? Yeah, I did my best. Okay. Am I open to feedback? Yeah, I'm open to feedback. And it was like, if I actually believe that, then I would chill out and I wouldn't be afraid if people were mad at me because I'm open. It's like, listen, I can feel comedy in my best. And if you have feedback, yeah. I'm more than open to it. So it was like, okay, well, what actions do I need to take to make that story true? And I was like, well, you want to know what? I'm going to be the adult in this situation. I'm going to go into the boxer group where everyone's being passive aggressive and not commenting on anything right now. <laughs> and I'm going to go in that group and be like, Hey guys, like I would love to get feedback on what just happened. I know I went over on time. I'm super sorry to mess up the schedule. Um, 
but like, honestly, I did my best in there, but I would love some feedback. Right. Yeah. So I go to go in there. So I literally run a security. So I go to go in the thing and all of a sudden, like I send the message and it's not, it's like, it's not sending. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, wait, what? It's like, why isn't it sending? And then I'm like, wait, is my internet weird? I go to Instagram, nothing's loading. Also, I realized not only is my Wi-Fi connected, somehow my data has disconnected as well. Uh-huh. So I have no messages coming through. So I'm like, wait, what? I reconnect to the internet, okay? I reconnect and literally like, <laughs> this flood of meshes. That was amazing, Catherine. Myra Golden, the best sales pitch I've ever seen. Blah, 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 all these things, a voicemail from Myron and like all this stuff is like, don't worry about it, we switched the whole schedule. We'll let you pick next time as well. It's incredible. And I am watching this and I'm having those interesting reaction because I am literally like, oh my gosh, like I 100% let my story be determined by the reactions of other people. 100% right like and it was interesting it wasn't this relief that they were mad at me because I had already come to terms with that in my in my work right like it was like oh my gosh like so quickly as the person who teaches this right like so quickly I lost my way totally lost my way where it's like and, and it was just this like beautiful and like almost very human reminder that like this process of recalibration has to happen all the time because even in that split second I was not able to act like Catherine Jones who I know Catherine Jones to be I act like scared little Catherine Jones who was afraid that she made a mistake Mm -hmm. and again this process of just recalibrating not only at the beginning of the day but throughout the day when it's like and I think we all those moments where it's like okay listen I'm feeling like a crazy person like I'm I'm gonna shrink or like or you feel scared or you're just like everything's terrible or I don't want to be on this call or like even me sometimes like I love human beings, but I like, sometimes it like, I get, I, again, I think I'm prone to be more anxious. So like, even like getting on a zoom call sometimes it's like, Oh, it like kind of stresses me out. And so it's like, okay, we got this. What's your story? What do you want? What do we got? Okay. We can do this, you know? And just this constant recalibration to live the stories that will actually produce the results that you want. And, um, and again, I think that if that becomes a daily practice, and, 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 and in my case, honestly, more often than not, an hourly, right? Where it's like, girl, you okay? We okay, little anxious lady? Where it's like, we're okay, we're okay, right? We're okay. Um, uh, then you're able to make, again, choices where it's like, if I, if I stayed in that state where everybody was mad at me, oh my gosh, can you imagine how terrible my next presentation would have been? So oh, yeah. bad. My repitch would have been terrible, right? And so it's like, I cannot live in that space. But so often, we live in that space for years, Mm-hmm. for years not hours years and so we just make these decisions that are so beneath our capacity and so unaligned with what we actually want to be doing we keep going to the same job every day because we're afraid to change our story we keep yeah. we keep not offering or keep selling or not launching or whatever the case because we're afraid to change the story because of what that would mean but again when you can marry proven marketing tactics with alignment within yourself and you start to practice those on the daily holy smokes that is when the game really really changes yeah and i I would i'd venture to say that's when the game gets really fun as well yes you know totally (laughs) yeah because it's it's no longer like oh my gosh like how how are we gonna do this it's like okay cool we need a hundred thousand dollars how are we gonna do this it's like it's not like how are we gonna do this it's like how are we gonna do this we can do this right like yeah we need a hundred, we need a hundred K in cash. We need a hundred K in cash. Let's figure it out. And it's like, we can do this. We can do this. Yep. I, I love it. I love it. Catherine, it's been a ton of fun to have you on the show. I, I always try to, to end with one question mm-hmm. and really that is where do you think the next, 
entrepreneurial opportunity is in the marketplace? Mm, what a great question. Okay, well, listen, I'm just going to share what I think it is because it's what I'm doing. So if everybody wants to jump on the train, honestly, we're working toward the same objective. So I'm happy to have competitors in this space. But um, it is my truest opinion and also experience that uh, the world is enhanced when people actually wake the heck up. When people are actually awake, when people are actually making decisions that are aligned with the truest versions of themselves, oh my gosh, that's when, that's when not only companies are born, but that's when homes change and communities change and nations change for the better. And so where's the biggest space in the entrepreneurial realm? What, it could be a toothbrush. It doesn't matter. Whatever product or service that you can provide to the world that will wake people up to the capacity inside of them. I, in, in my opinion, that's where the greatest opportunity is because if you can wake people up, you can help them produce change and money. And if you can help people produce change and money, they, they will one, pay you a lot of money, but I think you have a great opportunity to lead in a way that most people um, aren't willing to pay the price to, to lead in that way. So that's honestly what we're doing in the design hiking world. I could not, I, could, I would be so grateful for competitors because more people need to be doing that. So come on, come on down, price is right. I love it. I love it. That is, a, that is great uh, advice. Catherine, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun to have you. Of course. Thank you. Hey, wasn't that great? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something of value out of today's episode. I recently reached out to a number of marketing and sales experts to see what they were doing to be in the top 1% of entrepreneurs. Now, a lot of them got back to me and I was able to interview them and ask them what secrets and strategies they were using in their business. A lot of these entrepreneurs are doing seven figures a year and really know their stuff. The responses I received were astonishing. In fact, they were so mind-blowing that I decided to turn my video interviews with them into a free virtual summit. If you want to watch the summit for free and learn what strategies the top 1% of entrepreneurs are using to market and sell their products, then head over to 1percentsummit.com. Again, that is 1percentsummit.com to get your free ticket to the virtual summit.